Since the dawn of human communication, men and women have gathered around the campfire to share stories of myth and legend. From the kindling of that fire leapt a spark that would never dim. Thousands of years later, that spark of storytelling would start a new flame in the form of motion picture, where bold visionaries would revolutionize the medium of narrative. Soon, characters and cinematic worlds outgrew the confines of a single picture. Epic tales would now span a multitude of movies. Fiction had become franchise, and in the world of marketable properties, that franchise would become king. Join the epic quest of two blokes who will navigate this confusing and convoluted world of procedural properties to terrifying ends. These are the Franchise Boys. Ned, you're going to Tokyo Drift us into insanity. Bazinga! And, and, and that's how we open up. Sean, why don't, why don't you tell <sighs> the people my shame? Well, Ned has a very bad microphone, and... No, Sean, don't put this on my tech. Ned's bad microphone could have been picked up, like, the day after we recorded this originally, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> this is not a Ned mic problem. This is a Ned problem. Where on the eleventh hour, you you can eat your Oreos. I'm your, I'm eating my Oreos. Eat your Oreos into the uh, mic because uh-huh. that's the energy of this particular episode. Uh, the audio was fucked, and I didn't check for like two weeks. And now this is the eleventh hour re-record. Uh, you may be listening to this on the day we recorded. So uh, welcome, I guess, to the uh, lights, cameras, blokes, franchise boys. Although not really because we've both seen tokyo drift before so this is more of a classic tokyo drift blokes kind of review i mean we'll talk about the plot i guess more than we usually would but uh i'm so sorry Sean. <laughs> i'm so no, sorry cool. you know what Ned? anytime i get to talk about tokyo drift it's a good day so don't be hey cool i'm, I'm just happy don't, to be here man don't be cool about this because I, I mean if you i feel like i don't know it's like it's like I'm waiting for you to snap, and the fact you haven't makes me like more nervous. You know, my chill, calm demeanor is just putting you on edge. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, how you doing today, Sean? Dog, couldn't be better. How you doing, Ned? Yeah, pretty great. Pretty great. This well, why don't we get into Rex? How about that? Oh, for sure, for sure. Ned, you've been watching any films lately? Uh, what have I been watching? The only thing I'll be watching is my turn around you, Sean. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to watch where I fucking step. Um, <laughs> what have I, what did I even say last time? What have I, what? Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? Did I say, but was it Barb and Star? Yeah, Jesus, we yeah. recorded that a minute ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I had seen, uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Great, great comedy, Austin Power Star, wacky, silly comedy, Kristen Wiig. You know, just good for a, a, a silly laugh. You want some silly laughs? Watch this. If you want to hear a man uh, <laughs> die over a podcast, listen to this. <laughs> You're covered wow. either way. Nice. Sean, what nice. you been watching, listening to? What's been good? Back three weeks ago, I had been watching and listening to the Jet Set Radio Future soundtrack. It's good, it's good isn't it? It's great. Um, and actually, I'm still listening to it occasionally. It's, it's on in the background. That soundtrack goes very hard. 
so if you've never heard or played Jet Set Radio Future, go find an Xbox and, and get on it, because that game is amazing. It's also hard as shit to find. Still can't find it. Been looking for weeks. You can get Jet Set Radio Future, but Sean just shakes his head when I... No, no, suggest. you can get Jet Set Radio. You can't get Jet Set Radio Future. I, I thought think. it was the other way. I apologize. Uh, which, which soundtrack have you been listening to? Jet Set Radio Future. And yeah. is that the so one to play? That's the one to play. But you can yeah. only get Jet Set Radio at the moment. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a shame. It's uh, a bummer. Yeah. I'll say quickly as a new, just to throw a, a twist on on things we've already said to one another. Uh, speaking of good soundtracks, I haven't watched the anime yet, but Netflix's new Yasuke anime about the oh, uh, yeah. about the Black Samurai it looks great, and uh, the soundtracks Flying Lotus really great soundtrack. So I I I like the soundtrack. I'm going to watch the show this weekend. What was the name of that anime again? Yasuke. I think it's Yasuke. A lot of my friends are actually talking about that. Like honestly, they were all hyped on it. So I'm I'm gonna check that out for sure. No, I, I'm gonna I'll I'll try watch some of it this weekend. I gotta finish. Uh, what am I doing? Creating another non sequitur. I gotta finish Ted Lasso, <laughs> and then I'm gonna get on this. Ted, there's there's a, I think have we already shouted that out? If we haven't, uh, here is the shout out. Go check out Ted Lasso. That's a great series. Yeah, it's really good. I'm I'm three episodes in, so enjoying it a lot. Uh, but Sean, you know we don't we won't always have to uh, you know huddle by the the home television, uh, rely on streaming. People are going to go back to the theaters. Uh, theaters are opening again, not over here, but I know over there in America you can go to the cinema. I heard you saw Ray and the Last Fucking Dragon. You well, don't get me started on Ray and the Last yeah. Dragon. But <laughs> uh, if you want to get me started on Ray and the Last Dragon, why not provoke me on our Instagram at lights.cameras.blokes? Uh, Seamless. <laughs> <laughs> seamless stuff but as for going back to the theater which i'm very excited to do when they allow it i think there are going to be some new rules of engagement some kind of some particular etiquettes that you're going to have to yeah. you're going to have to meet when you're in a post-covid theater setting uh, yeah. and, and also you know tips to keep you safe and get the most bang for your buck uh so I've drop them on me I put them together. Sean, if you could uh, interact with these as though it's the first time you're hearing them. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Let's go. Um, book ahead so you don't loiter in the lobby. I just thought, you know, the lobby's going to maybe be a crowded area. If you can book your tickets online and just, you know, swerve it's, it's on seamless. through. Yeah. seamless, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're you're getting in the theater. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're going quick. Um, Less contact with people. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the don't. other. That's the main thing. I hate people. Uh, financially support your local independent cinema by purchasing snacks, drinks, or a membership program if one is available. Uh, it's important to keep these smaller venues alive. This is particularly yes, for I... independent, you know, theaters. Mm-hmm. They've been struggling a lot during lockdown. Uh, it's you know we've got to <laughs> yeah. we've got to support them. Uh, Sean, Great. you <laughs> good. Keep keep up the ruse. You don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Walk out. Uh, here you go. Uh, something to save you a little money. Uh, walk out the movie in the last 20 to 30 minutes and lodge a complaint about, you know, it could be anything, miscellaneous, noise, poor smell, uh, poor conditions. You'll be often comped a free ticket for your next visit. So you can see a free movie and you've already seen 90% of the movie you paid for. That's just a bargain right there. Uh, <laughs> Sean, you'd agree yeah. with that? Yep. <laughs> now, Sean, I see you. I see how your mind works. Is this not a little bit, you know, in contrast to me saying financially support your theaters? 
yeah yes but uh also you gotta keep your own money you know you gotta you gotta stack that bread sean you gotta you know you gotta make money to make money to keep money you know what that's what my uncle said he was having a stroke at the time but let's just blaze <laughs> on through this list <laughs> mix your diet pepsi with half a bottle of nyquil the caffeine should power you through the sleeping into a trip that will turn any movie into an experience. Uh, I forgot this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, you know, if you're seeing some like sleepy kind of documentary and you want to like liven it up a little bit, I think that's a good way to go about it. You won't know what's going on during the film, but uh, it may it may get you through uh, <laughs> a re-recorded Dude, podcast or, yeah. a, or a movie <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Consider taking a stand against the monopolization of the entertainment industry by going into a showing of Black Widow and yelling something like, Scarlett Johansson, more like Scarlett no thank you. Then take a shit in the middle of the room. This is the kind of grassroots anti-establishment campaign that will get people thinking. Uh, I forgot I wrote that, <laughs> but uh, reading it back, I couldn't agree with myself more. Uh, these Disney's uh, are ruining the uh, ruining the movies, <laughs> so just go take a shit. And, uh, what was I thinking when I wrote this, dude? You were probably sleep deprived. <laughs> I was on that Nyquil Pepsi combo. Uh, don't watch the credits. <laughs> if these people wanted to be worth knowing, they should have been actors. There you go. <laughs> that is my last Beautiful. Tip. Beautiful. <laughs> um, well, if you have any comments or uh, any hate mail, please send <laughs> us a, an email at lights.cameras.blokes at gmail.com. Ned will be handling all that this week. So thank uh, you. And I can't stress enough. Do not harass the theater employees. <laughs> Support them with everything you have. I want to go back to the movies. Do not blacklist me, please. Uh, <laughs> Sean, I think before we dive into Tokyo Drift, the third Fast and Furious movie, I see you've got a beautiful T-shirt. Uh, you're a big fan. I uh, enjoy it. It's something you got me on. It was the first Fast and Furious anything either of us saw. But I think it is worth just making a quick little note, a little uh, a little footnote, if you will, on on the kind of context that like a film like Tokyo Drift lives within which is in the world of you know it's a film set in japan but with very kind of little to do with uh, japan or tokyo they film most of it in la i believe i just uh, this is just the little aside of of this is not an uncommon thing in western movies in hollywood that you know they're a big fan of the aesthetic of japan of tokyo but there's there's very little effort to kind of make that a significant or element of the movie or an element with kind of agency in the movie. Uh, right, right. Which we just brought up here. We did previously because, you know, uh, there's uh, a lot going on with Asian-American hate in America. And this may seem completely outside of that, but I do think the media we watch and we consume, uh, and if we are passive about consuming it, we may not realize we're being given a very kind of specific narrative from kind of one person who may not truly and thoroughly understand the things they are talking about. In this case, you know, what <laughs> What does Fast and Furious really have to say about Tokyo? It's full of kind of your classic Fast and Furious sleaze. There's a lot of like, you know, uh, Asian lady titillation. Uh, but Sean, would you, you know, is there yeah, anything? I, no, I would say that you're you're spot on i think 
passively watching this uh, passive passively watching any media that that kind of has this going on it on with it is going to uh, make you start kind of like if you appreciate Asian media um, but you never really dive deep into it and you never really take the time to to discover new things outside of this you're you're gonna have this superficial um, superficial interest in it for the most part and and that's at the very best if you take a passive approach to media not just um, movies but you know maybe a press conference from the president of the United States who's talking about the China virus and uh, you start stoking Asian hate in your country um, and nobody's really saying anything about that uh, bad things happen and we are seeing that now in my country so um, yeah this is just kind of a small a small section that we want to bring this up because we are talking about a film that you know it's it's a car film set in Japan with no main characters that are Japanese actors and uh, a lot of Korean Americans playing Japanese uh, characters um, a lot of you know I would say white savior type things happening in this movie uh, it's just we want to know like we want to go into this saying we're aware of uh, how not great this movie is when it comes to its tone uh, that being said I still enjoy this movie it has uh, a nice nostalgia aspect for me but it also um, as we get more into the rundown of this movie has has some nice little scenes so I agree I think like that's super important in that when when people are asking you to like read and engage in the things that you're enjoying, they're not telling you to stop enjoying those things. Like, you know, we can still enjoy a Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, but I think it's kind of crucial that you kind of take it for what it is and not kind of just what you've immediately picked up on it being. Uh, but yeah, Tokyo Drift, Sean, this is a pretty, you know, this was a... a this was a moment for you, was it not? This this was a time in your life. But this was, uh, you know, I I discovered this movie when I was sick at home. Netflix, you uh, for all the youngins listening to this podcast, Netflix used to be a DVD service. So you would go onto the internet, you would line up your queue of DVDs, and you put certain things into it. One day, I was sick at home, and a, a Netflix DVD arrived in the mail the the day before. Mm. And it was Tokyo Drift. And I was really excited. I had been taking Japanese classes. Um, I was interested in Japan. And I, in a time where finding finding information out on YouTube or the internet about Japan was really difficult, um, I was trying to get my hands on anything that just had the word Japan or Tokyo uh, or Japanese in, in the title. So I threw on Tokyo Drift, sick at bed, and I proceeded to watch it three times in a row. Uh, the whole day, and I love the movie. Yeah, and it's become one of those movies that I will throw on all the time. I'm sure you have a movie that you just throw on in the background. Uh, it kind of soothes you for whatever reason, and uh, that brings me to my list of five best movies to fall asleep to. <laughs> Let's hear them. So, uh, number one, Tokyo Drift. I will fall asleep to that movie all the time. Soundtrack's great. I know the beats. It kind of puts me in this rhythm. I can just go straight to sleep. Number two, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. 
great stoner film, pretty easy listening. Still get the, the giggles while you're uh, listening to it as you fall asleep. Number three, Rookie of the Year, a baseball movie that I used to watch or put on when I was falling asleep in like middle school and high school. Number four, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, classic. Number five, and this one could be switched out, but number five is Lost in Translation. I I haven't uh, cemented number five as Lost in Translation because I believe if I put on Blade Runner 2049, it might have the same effect. So, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, Blade Runner 2049 is is a is a good one just because of how kind of cerebral it is and you can just kind of let it run i can maybe fall asleep to the blade runner soundtrack but yeah those, those are good man well i i don't know if uh, i have movies i've i can fall asleep to i i went through similar to you and tokyo drift i think i went through a similar thing with the big lebowski where there was maybe a month or maybe even two months where i was watching it maybe like every day i watched that movie so much <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um yeah, falling asleep. Uh, there are movies I've just seen so much that, like, now I am so comforted by like the beats of the movie, and I can it, you you just become very mindful while you're watching it because you've seen it a hundred times. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road is by no means like a calming movie, but because I've seen it so much, like I can just I can put it on mute and and just like enjoy the visual spectacle, and uh, it rocks me to sleep. And then of course, um, there's you know the Human Centipede. Uh, amazing movie to fall asleep to uh just just gold standard right there absolutely the problem is uh the problem is i i i put it on and i end up watching the whole you know i'm tired i could just fall asleep i'm so cozy but then i'm so endeared by the the characters the script the soundtrack i've never seen the human centipede show them. i've me either like uh, i don't even know what that is it's also you know bit of an old bit really isn't it the human right. centipede like what am i a 2015 kind of podcaster comic like you know Man. the human set whoa, they're eating each other boomer shit. move right there yeah come on uh <laughs> it, let's get into this movie man let's do it tokyo drift um let's start off with some great one-liners just needed to just like shout this out this is my mexico as han says to sean at the rooftop in shibuya also while that's happening there's a great song by brian tyler who did the score for the soundtrack the score for the movie called this is my mexico look that up another great one-liner han said oh canny which is lucas is black and his interpretation of how you would say money in japanese which is okane you're moving up in the world gotta elevate your company han han quotes are just like insane in this movie yeah, yeah. if you don't know who han is we'll get into that you make choices and you don't look back these words to live by. Words to live by. Um, yeah. And then this isn't a one-liner, but the Bow Wow car reveal scene mm. might be my favorite reveals in all of cinema. That's a great scene. That is a great scene. Uh, yeah, the, the Hulk car is maybe my favorite car in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Not a car guy. If you could be inside the Hulk... Uh, and I, I won't. I refuse to rephrase that. Uh, you know. <laughs> so Sean, <laughs> what? Uh, what? Uh, tell me about the beats of this this movie because you yeah. start off in a school uh, where everyone's going through metal detectors, and we've got a we've got a, a commentary track coming out, so you can watch this alongside us. 
Yeah, not only have we recorded this episode twice, but we've also recorded a Tokyo Drift commentary. And I'm starting to think we might need to make this an annual thing where we talk about Tokyo Drift in one fashion or another. Absolutely. And we've only done it twice this year because this, you know, it's a special year. I true. I'm... Again, I'll say I'm truly sorry we're recording this again. Uh, no, we're, we're good. Never, never have I feared so much that, like, during dinner tonight, between Sean and his wife, I will be a topic of conversation <laughs> in, like, the worst of ways. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm hype. <laughs> we start in the school. Uh, this kid, Sean, uh, you, you know, I believe yeah. who you were named after, Sean. Uh, I believe your name was... Crampton for the first <laughs> twelve to thirteen years of your life, <laughs> something like that. That's in the that's in the canon now. You can check out the bloke's wiki. Uh, there's an article on that. <laughs> Amazing. I hope so. <laughs> um, uh, Sean is is you know he's a bit of a he's he's no good. He's a he's a little bit of a what would you call him, Sean? A hoodlum. He's, he, he's a hoodlum. He he has been um, getting into trouble all the time, especially mm. for racing. Um, we find out that he's, you know, he looks like he's 30 years old, but he's, he's 17. Um, and yeah, he's, he, you know, there's a, a confrontation with a school bully right off the bat and you can see Sean doesn't play that shit. Mm-mm. He, he's just going to whip out his wrench and he's just going to fight this guy if he needs to. But instead they get in a street race. Yeah. They, uh, uh and this bully's girlfriend, who's kind of into Sean, offers herself as the the prize of this particular street race uh, yeah just one of the many problems and not so great things about this movie um yeah no i can't argue that i i mean i think sean we t- and you bring this up in the commentary because i didn't know quite how awful it was but i think maybe the worst like the i'll say two truly negative things uh, about tokyo drift which is the last 20 minutes, we'll get into it. Uh, but then also th- the camera going up this poor lady's skirt, <laughs> which <laughs> uh, is, is you know, yeah. in a film of gratuitous car lady stuff is maybe the most gratuitous car lady thing that, that happens. <laughs> yeah, when, when the wind accidentally lifts your skirt and then uh, the director decides to keep it in there, um, <laughs> you got problems, man. It's uh, that's I'm canceling the wind for that one, and and Same. Uh, and and everyone involved in the production. <laughs> but um, uh, yes, uh, they do this crazy drag race. Uh, they they crash out, and Sean's taken to the police station. Of course, and, who's uh, at the police station? Sean, isn't there some trivia there? I think we talk so about all this in the commentary. we we talk about all this. Read but no, let's stuff. let's do it anyway. Sean's yeah, okay. Sean's. <laughs> Lucas is Black's real brother is mm. uh, in the police station as one of the police officers. He has one line, but hey, you gotta you gotta get your your friends some money, you know. You gotta get your family some money. So where do they send Sean? Ned. <laughs> Venezuela. That's right. We- <laughs> and he meets Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh no, no, they send him to Japan. And now th- let's talk about this because this scene. Uh, oh, uh, I so <laughs> I'm actually glad we're redoing this because I can talk about this. I didn't get to mention this in the commentary. I didn't get to mention this in the last time because I just noticed it on my like 80th viewing of this movie. Here but in the scene where Sean is put on the plane and flown to Japan, I believe the 
driving instructor or stunt coordinator. He makes an appearance in the plane. He also makes an appearance right before they go into the uh, the garage where he's he's the guy lifting the gate. So there's a little trivia for you. Check it out. He's behind Sean, I believe, and uh, he's also there when they when they go into the underground race. So wow. yeah, Sean gets into a bit of a trouble. Um, he's he was going to get thrown into juvie if if he stayed around in America. His mom decides, let's ship him off to his dad's house. And his dad lives in Japan uh, on a naval base or or potentially a naval base. Or he was in the military. Ned, you might have some some Check info out the commentary this. for my theories on this on this shady dad. And, you know, was he ever really in the Navy? We never we never can really confirm it. But stolen valor. It's stolen valor. Is it's not even a theory. This is canon. <laughs> yeah, they 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 get to Tokyo, which is maybe sometimes it's Tokyo. Most of the time, it's it's downtown LA. <laughs> yeah, it goes between both. And when they arrive in Tokyo, let me just gotta say it here. There's a great song by Brian Tyler in the score. This, this song's near and dear to me because the first time I ever went to Japan, I put this song on as we were descending into tokyo and uh i feel like a nerd for doing it but i'm also very happy i did sean that is so that is really you're, you're such a nerd honestly sean, like what a loser hey if you want to if you want to tell sean he's such a loser that's at lights.cameras.blokes uh that's our instagram i i'm, I'm still here's the confusing thing i'm kind of doing a bit from the last thing we recorded, which is you're not going to hear for another week, which is like us trying to plug our Instagram a hundred thousand times. The, welcome to Lights, Cameras, Blokes. Truly a shit show. <laughs> um, uh, That's okay. They need to know, and we need more followers on that Instagram, man. Yeah, we do. If you can, you know, if you can download it and, and force this on a friend, or you know, if if you know, you're at a wedding or a funeral and you want to put it on. Uh, it helps out the show. So uh, Appreciate all the support that everybody it. has given us. Thank anyway, you. Sean's anyway, getting to school. Yeah. Sean gets to school and uh, yeah. he meets, what's this lady's name again? This is Neela. Neela. Yes. Uh, yep. So Neela is um, a local, I guess she's a local racer, a street racer, a drifter. Um, not that kind of drifter, but she she drives, and Sean meets her in his new Japanese class. Basically, later on we find Sean and Bow Wow. Yes, Bow Wow, little Bow Wow, aka Bow Wow, um, and they meet up in the cafeteria, and Bow Wow kind of introduces him to the the underground street racing scene in Tokyo. Bow Wow sells things as well, right? He sells like shoe, like the things you the need. Jordans. He's a yeah. guy who's like hooked up. He's gonna hook it up. He's a he's a big time hustler. You know, he's he's there for you if you need it. He reminds me of a, a young Sean Culligan, if if I can say so myself, Sean. <laughs> I appreciate. I you know I, that's a great compliment. I thank you, thank you. Uh, Sean Sean can get you things. Is all I'm saying. I you know I don't want to say too much in case the feds are listening in, but uh, oh. Sean can get you things. Blacklisted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, street racing. We get the underground street party scene. Uh, there's, yeah, there's like a lot of girls in shorts dancing. Uh, you get a Chrissy Teigen cameo. Yeah. And then we meet the, the last of the main cast. Uh, we find out that Neela has a boyfriend named DK and Donkey DK Kong? <laughs> Drift King. <gasps> So he 
gets in the face of Sean after he sees Sean and Neela kind of chatting it up. DK's getting all pumped, says, I need to go race, get out of my face. And then we meet the best character in all of cinema, Han. And he offers up his car to mm-hmm. Sean mm-hmm. so that he can race DK. Now, DK and Han are, are kind of homies, but he want, Han wants to see what Sean is made of. So this is why he hands over the keys to his car. And DK is, uh, I, I, I believe he has something to do with the Yakuza. His father seems to be a, a, a family Yeah, his uncle, his uncle is his uncle. part of the Yakuza. So he's, he's, uh, he's, connected. he's connected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as is Han. In the, you know, they're all in that circle. Right, uh, right, right. But Sean fucking bites this race. It's one of my favorite things about the movie is how much he fucking sucks at <laughs> drifting. <laughs> He's slamming into everything. He wrecks this car. Uh, Completely loses. He's just, so cocky. He's so, so cocky. And then he just... Face. Oh, man. Talk about a hero's journey. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> After Sean successfully crashes his car and mm-hmm. successfully loses the race, mm-hmm. uh, Han kind of says, hey, don't leave town. You need to repay me for this car that you've messed up. Um, and Sean becomes part of, uh, Sean becomes the, the, you know, the, the gopher for Han. Mm. Uh, he, is, he is pickup and delivery business. We find out later in the little conversations that Han and Sean have that Sean is DK's kryptonite. Like Sean will eventually beat DK because he has like the courage and, and the determination to beat this guy. Um, and that's why he'll let Sean use his car. I see. I didn't, I didn't pick up. I don't remember that. And I've seen this film two or three times. So if you saw that and if, you know, if you're listening to this and you, you picked up on that interaction, then you are Sean Mulligan, <laughs> <laughs> number one Tokyo Drift fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, it's, there's a great uh, scene where Sean's got to go pick up money from this uh, sumo guy. I believe he's an actual sumo yeah, wrestler. Yeah, he, he was a former sumo wrestler. He's a, a Hawaiian gentleman who um, is now retired. He's, he's a big guy. He's, uh, he's in this kind of bathhouse. Uh, isn't that the scene where, where Sean... Hans said, oh, can he? <laughs> uh, Sean and his beautiful... Uh, <laughs> Lucas <laughs> Black impression. <laughs> It's beautiful, um, yeah. And uh, but then they, you know, it's Han and Sean. They become a little bit endeared to one another. And Han is teaching Sean things, and uh, and Sean wants to learn how to drift. And then you kind of get a, a drift learning montage. Am I getting ahead of myself, Sean? No, this is perfect. You're right on right on the money. He, um, Sean, is not great at drifting, obviously, but he slowly uh, over time becomes well versed in the art of drifting. Mm. Um, he he ends up beating one of DK's goons. Um, because I, that's another theme that I've realized in these, these Fast and Furious movies. Goons. Everybody's got a goon that is, you know, in the first one, it's Vince. Yeah. Uh, in the second one, is there a goon? There's a goon, right, Ned? I in didn't see it. In the second one, is there a goon? Who's the villain in the second? Yeah, no, there are loads of goons. There are loads of goons. So, yes. okay, there's loads of goons in the second one. There's two one. main goons. So, yeah, no, you're right. And then in the in this one, DK has a goon. Uh, Sean beats him in a in a drifting race to kind of cement that like he has he has reached drifting uh, precision and drifting. Uh, what's the word? Hmm. I was on a roll. Drifting. No, 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 you've got this. You've got this. 
drifting <laughs> expertise. Yeah, no, I love Close it. Close enough. Close enough. Uh, Great. But, what do you, where do you think goons come from, Sean? Like, do you think it's like an unpaid internship situation? Like, they're doing I, this I, for college credit? Or? It It's probably along those lines. You know, mm. you're 18. There's this 21-year-old that's like, hey, I need a goon. And you're yeah. like, well, I'd like to be a, the head honcho, but I got to put in my goon work. So Exactly. But, uh, you, yeah, you know, if you want to be a mob boss... Uh, you need experience in being a mob boss. The the system's corrupt, I tell you. Yeah. Uh, there you go. You wouldn't have got that that little goon bit <laughs> in our original recording. That's a this is a second recording exclusive goon uh, back and forth. Um, Sean. Uh, tell me where where do they go from here? Now Sean can goon the other Sean. We need to fucking sort that out. <laughs> what about this other Sean? <laughs> Lucas Black, I'm the real Lucas Sean. Bla- <laughs> You're the real Sean. What Lucas Black can drift now? What does he do with such power? So what's he do after the goons? Right after the goons. So great, <laughs> great, 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 great. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so now we kind of go into the the romance period. Sean, aka Lucas Black, the the, yeah, the fake Black. Sean, yeah, yeah. Lucas Black, um, and Neela kind of start, you know, they're, they're, kicking they're hanging they're, out. They're they're they're, they're going people. Well, yeah. Mila's good. Mm. I don't know what Sean's bringing to the table. Yeah, but, uh, hey, she, it's he's okay. no Han. I don't know how you can. He's stand not Han. Han. That's true, right? <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's be real. Um, but. Yeah, Sean and Neil are getting close. They they have a little chemistry happening, and DK finds out, and then he attacks Sean. Uh, things just go from bad to worse, and, and we find out that after this, DK's uncle, who's a Yakuza boss, hmm. finds out that Han has been stealing from the, the little operation that DK has been doing. And uh, so DK confronts Han. In this confrontation, DK pulls a gun on Han. And this leads to the, like, the big car chase in this movie. I would say this car chase, way more fun. Sorry, not fun. It's tragic. Way more interesting and way more entertaining than... I did it again. It's not entertaining. Somebody dies. Damn it. (laughs) (sighs) It's... It's a car chase. It's so that's... real to you, Sean. It's so real to you. <laughs> it's a car chase that's better than the last one. It... The, the the last the last race not that great. Oh, the um, one in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. No, no. The, the oh, beginning's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the final race of this movie is not great, but this one is kind of the chase and i've okay i've seen seen this movie quite a few times but this is the thing i always remember from this movie hans rx7 going through the streets of tokyo just flat out and that leads to han uh getting sideswiped by another car flipped over exploding and killing han a a tragic scene every time i see it very upsetting Uh, i i wish han was just like in the last third of this movie it would make it so much better but Sean, you know, the last thing I want to do, and not my intentional, is to force you to re-record this and then mock, you know, be perceived as mocking or bullying you. But have you ever cried at the death of Han, Sean? <laughs> no, no. I no, I, I hold it together because mm. I know Han is just... Han's he's an a idea. Car- he's, he's an, an idea. idea. He is an idea. You can, you can model your life after Han the way he eats his snacks. That's all you of- can model your life. <laughs> Sean, what else can you model your life on? <laughs> you, you know, let's let's do this real quick for Hans. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's... Mm-hmm. Whoa, it's like he's 
on the podcast. Almost. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All, All right. right. Well, Han passes away. Very sad. Sean and Neela escape, get confronted by DK once again. But Sean's, I don't know, He's Sean's dad pulls a gun on DK when DK mm. pulls a gun on Sean. It's a fake gun. He bought it in an antique store. The Valor <laughs> store. He bought it in the antique store along with all those fucking medals he ganked. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, and, and this leads to, you know, DK and Neela going away. Sean telling his dad, I need to, I need to, you know, start what I finished. I have to beat this guy in a race. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I don't know. <laughs> This is where the movie goes downhill. Um, I fall asleep at this point usually. No, but I, see, I think uh, the dad helping him put together that car is like a, is it a Ford or something? It's a Mustang. Or... Yeah, 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 it's a Mustang uh, with a Nissan engine. They put together a, a Mustang with a Nissan engine. It's nice. Yeah, it's it, it's fine. I think it's really. <laughs> Honestly, it's just that last race. It's not oh, that yeah, exciting. No, no, no. So dark too. Oh, uh, like, yeah, they like, race at night on like drift hill. Uh, it's yeah, it's like a hill they've established that people drift on. It's, it's just dark. Like you could have done this shot to like. Yeah, it was. It's not great, but um. So so the little bit that I skipped over, and I don't want to forget this because maybe this happens or some part of this happens later on in the movies so we should okay we should uh, cement this and and for the franchise boys sake we should do this but sean pulls up to the yakuza lair and he talks to dk's uncle and says hey han stole a bunch of money from you here's the money because he received some money from some from bow wow tries to repay him for the money that han has stolen and on top of that sean suggests one final race between him and DK to s- squash the beef, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Whoever wins gets to stay in the area, and whoever loses got to just take off. And surprisingly, the uncle, the boss, agrees, which I don't think would ever happen. But hey, like, maybe maybe it's some, you know, sure. part of if I, respect. If I know one thing about the Yakuza from mm-hmm. playing the video game franchise Yakuza... Is that the Yakuza are all a bunch of very colorful, fun, and eccentric characters who you often can't predict. They love dancing and golf and karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then this is spot on. Cool. Um, so we get the montage that you love so much. They fix up the car for the race. I don't love. You know, no. Okay. The, the, okay. It's, it's a good. It's a good montage. It's fine. You know, they're pulling pieces together. <laughs> they're building a car. The night of the race comes and the race is very boring um it takes place on so boring it takes so long to just happen and it's just like people drifting in the dark you're so bored it's like the entertainment value so the the first let's go just quickly through all the races because the first race you've got is uh in america at that school with lucas black being a bit of a dick but that's the kind of point of the race is he's a bit of a dick and they actually purvey something about his character by him being completely fucking reckless so there's some like point to that uh then you've got the drifting race in that like night drift car party scene that bow wow takes him to uh, and that's a great scene because he's super cocky and completely fucks it up, so it's very entertaining. Uh, the third race you've got is... Is there a third? Yeah, no. Uh, the third race you've got is them chasing Han through the streets, ending in Han's crash, which is great. Oh, oh, in- th- sorry, sorry. Third race is him beating the goon. 
He beats the goom. I don't beats even remember that one. For, so that for, one's for, yeah. that one's nothing to me. <laughs> the fourth race is Han's <laughs> is, death, yeah. which you're into because you're invested in Han as a character because mm-hmm. he's you know he's very. Uh, who's who's the actor again? It's um, Sung Kang. Sung Kang. He he he's great and he's very charming and so you're endeared to him and you like the characters so you care what happens in the race. This last race. You don't give a shit really about Lucas. Yeah, I, I was kind of hoping that Lucas Black would lose. <laughs> <laughs> he learned nothing throughout the movie, uh, and DK is pretty like dull as what? a villain. Yeah. His most interesting thing was his relationship with Han, which is you know now moot yeah. because Han's you know a, a little charred uh, smear on the road. Uh, maybe yeah. who knows? Maybe who he's knows? coming back in the other ones. So. <laughs> Uh, spoilers <laughs> um, yeah. but uh, yeah it's yeah. just not great it's not great you don't care uh dk loses he crashes out like pretty bad i thought he died when i first watched it i don't think he does die no uh, he does not no, no. the uncle taken away by the yakuza the uncle's very cool with it like yeah you be the shit out of my you know nephew that's pretty funny uh <laughs> <laughs> we're out see ya <laughs> yeah, yeah. But love um but then we got our last scene because this, what the concluding scene is not him winning the race. The concluding scene mm-hmm. is Sean and Neela are now together. They're back at that underground parking garage with a bunch of cars, and Bow Wow comes up and he says, "Hey, Sean, somebody wants to race the new DK." And you know, Lucas Black's like, "I, I, you know, I don't got time for that." And he goes, "Sean, he knew Han," and so. We pull up and we see this old school car playing some Daddy Yankee. Was it Daddy Yankee? It doesn't matter. <laughs> playing the song. Yeah. And it's Vin Diesel in the car. <laughs> and uh, that stunned silence was me so shocked that they could afford Vin Diesel. Uh, <laughs> but, um,. No, I, uh, so as of seeing Tokyo Drift, I had not yet seen Vin Diesel in anything because of the strange out of order way we're watching these movies. Um, you could say that this third film is a bit of a break in that because we had both seen it, but I'd argue I just saw Tokyo Drift. Okay. Sean has lived Tokyo Drift. Uh, but yeah, Vin Diesel comes in because I think the executives were worried that like this didn't tie into anything, or they were worried like people would not be invested in like a very standalone spin-offy Fast and Furious movie. So they said, "Let's get Vin." Uh, Vin said he'd do it on the condition of like he'd get the rights to do another Riddick movie, which I find very charming. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the magic that you. <laughs> You finish. I'm not editing out that silence. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, keep all of it, please. Keep all of it because that's that's kind of the the that's, lukewarm like reveal at the end of the movie that you're like, should be. oh, all right, Vin Diesel, yeah, cool. Vin Diesel. But yeah, yeah, I don't know if Sean slash Lucas Black is going to be back in any fast. That's a good. Versions. You know, I've always. I've always wondered that. Me too. Um, well, we'll learn eventually. Sean. We will find out. Uh, so, Sean, what did you think about us? You know, about our second attempt to. <laughs> Honestly, t- yeah, this was kind of fire. Yeah, I uh, thought so. I think we kind of can. We should record all of our podcast twice. And, uh, yeah, me full cup of coffee and Oreos yeah, right here. Yeah, dude. I I think we might need to set this up uh, 
again sometime. I no, we will do Tokyo Drift again as an annual thing, a weekly thing, whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, just become a Tokyo Drift podcast. <laughs> what would the name of such a podcast be? Now I have thrown you under the bus of of quick improvisation, Sean. So, <laughs> uh, the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift us into insanity. I love that. I love that, Sean. Uh, I often ask you to play us out. Play play us out, Sean, with just a genuine, you know, just a constructive criticism for me sean because you've been a bit too chill about me continuously losing our recording and i frankly i should be editing these things like the day or the day after we record them Uh, i i wish to treat this with the respect it deserves uh, because one day we're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars on this property uh, alone uh, so, so Sean, just throw a little, you know, I just, I just wish you I wish you'd be angry. <laughs> Ned, here's yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah. For Han's sake, go fucking edit this right now. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs>